Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Enigmatic of ImmortalRadio.ca. ImmortalRadio.ca is a radio station and an underground, oh wait, a Canadian underground hip-hop record label featuring tons of amazing talent. We've been covering some of that talent on the show in the last couple months. We had Trusk, we had Apollo on, so we've we've been uh, covering ImmortalRadio.ca and uh, we actually get to talk to the guy behind the label. So I had a great conversation with Enigmatic and um, I I hope you guys enjoy it too. But first go to RainaMystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M, Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Go check out the website. Also, go check out her stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Raina Mystique. Go get yourself some Raina Mystique. Mondays through fr- uh, Thursdays, 8 a.m. to around 11 a.m. EST. So go get yourself some. You can also find We Speak English Good on Twitch two days a week, Mondays and Fridays, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which that time will probably end up changing here coming up shortly because of work schedules and stuff. But, you know, we'll still be streaming and we'll still be doing the podcast how we've been doing it. And it'll be fine. (sighs) Everything will work out just fine. And then I'll yawn. Okay, so go check out We Speak English Good on Twitch. Find out what you've been missing on the live stream. Ask questions to our guests and hang out. Let's do it. Let's let's go. Let's go. You can also find Saucy Chicken Nugget, uh, my lovely son. Uh, we have a stream on Twitch. We do a gaming stream every weekend, uh, most weekends, Saturdays and Sundays, and uh, that's Saucy uh, Twitch.tv slash Saucy Chicken Nugget with one N. And um, yeah, tune in, folks. It's a good time. We're on Twitch a lot. Um, let's see. What else do we got? So coming up next week, I'm not sure what's going on next week, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll find out together. Um, let's see. Oh, merch. You can find merch, Threadless. Or we speak English good threadless.com you can also like subscribe review like us on facebook instagram uh, tiktok the whole gambit we're on everything go into the show notes and click away and follow us you can subscribe to us on apple itunes follow us on spotify you can also subscribe on youtube and twitch and of course rumble now Um, and then you can also leave a review this is a very free way for you to help uh, the show if you so choose it, it you know just go leave a review on apple itunes uh spotify now offers a rating system so please go give us a five-star review if you like the show and yeah uh, uh, there you go 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 get yourself some more of this um all right so again next week i don't know what's going on but uh, i'm sure it'll be just fine just fine uh <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed the solo podcast I released on Wednesday. I had a really good time doing it, and we're going to be doing more of that, and I hope you guys get on board with that. Um, I'm going to be doing more solo 
podcast because of my changing schedule. It's hard for me to book guests when I don't even know what's coming up. So, you know, be patient with me, folks. We're going to be getting back into the interviews full time as soon as I can figure out what the fudge is going on in my life. But in the meantime, we'll be releasing uh, interviews and we'll be doing solo podcasts and, uh, you know, just so you know we're, we're coming back folks we're coming back with the, the the stuff we got some really amazing guests coming down the line that i just have to book because of the stupid okay i'm gonna save it all right guys let's get into this conversation that i had with canadian underground hip-hop label runner enigmatic aka immortal Bean. Are you a fan of reggae? Man, like I've listened to some like uh what's his name? Eka Mouse. Eka Mouse. Oh yeah, he's a bad motherfucker too, man. Bong baby bong bong. bong yeah. Dude, I love those ones, man. <laughs> bitty, bitty, bong bong bitty, bong. Yeah, I, I've actually gotten to like fucking um I was on a TV program with Eka Mouse and uh he was fucking Should really, I? he was really cool. He was really cool dude. I mean he was high as shit the whole time. He just sort of, he's just huge <laughs> and he's like tall and looming. It was like, it, and it was like in some weird little like studio in in Los Angeles. It was I don't, I don't even know where it was. It was some weird little studio, and it was like a a new cable channel that was specialized in just weed. I don't even think Dude, it that's existed. That's like my kind of channel. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> yes, yes, for real. Uh, but he was like totally chill. He was totally chill. I, I mean, as you can imagine, a reggae I can imagine. Artist, <laughs> as someone who smokes weed constantly and, and just does reggae, super chill Jamaican homie. You know, so uh, is he Jamaican? Bong bong bitty bong bong bitty bong bang bing bong. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's always it, and there we go. Bitty bong 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 bong. Uh, there's this. Uh, you know, you could probably relate to this, and, and I'm not trying to shit on you at all. But there's this uh, there's this rapper who uh, does a lot of that, and he's and he's a white dude with with dreads, and he's gotten criticized a lot for. Yo, is that like, like an English dude or some shit? No, no, actually, he's probably he's not that well known, and I'm I'm kind of I, I'm kind of cool with the camp, so I'm not gonna go out there and and give out his name right now so no i saw some dude doing it the other day it was like kind of like a viralish video man i think that's maybe what you're talking about uh maybe no he wasn't from the uk commands are back no how'd you do it someone put exclamation point go woo or go canceled or go omicron <laughs> <laughs> i'd rather do go omicron uh oh oh shit mike had the chat bot turned off Dude, that's always the pain. Like I said, man, 20,000 tweets and no website. That's the face I had. <laughs> uh, Reyna, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, of course, my lovely wife and and, and Maud and, and Robbie's here with the with this stuff. This, <gasps> we're back, bitches. We're back. We're back. <laughs> and now I'm going to silence them because, um, because we're going to do an interview. So... <laughs> <laughs> Morby, you're just in time for the the commands to come back. The commands are back. Oh my gosh, Morbs! Thank you so much for that. That that. You wats up three months woo. Hey, thank you so much. This is for you, Morbs. Hello, and welcome to We Speak English Good TV. I'm your announcer, Ron Swanson, 
And now I'm asking you to put your hands together in a clappy noise for your host, <laughs> Mike E. P. Hey. Fanfare. Wonderful. Cartagena, how the hell are you? Good to see you, my friend. I, I see you changed your name around a little bit. Uh, thank you for being here, my friend. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. And Morby, thank you so much for uh, for that three-month sub. Much love, much love. <sighs> Listen, we'll do that later, okay? I just, not right now. And which one? Which one do you want? I don't even know if it'll work. It, it's been eating <laughs> shit. Everything's been eating shit. <sighs> Listen, we gotta talk to this guy over. What? What do? You do? <laughs> Listen, we'll do that, but we have to talk to Enigmatic first. So I, I, we're, a menace. we're we're gonna we're gonna do those, and we'll see if it works. But we're gonna get into Enigmatic. But but what I was saying before was like, there's this white kid who, who with this white dude who does his it's an acapella. It's gonna be a sad, sad boy summer. Um, okay. Uh, but there's this, 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 uh, you know, he, get, he got a lot of criticism and he's in the reggae world and he is English. I know, uh, not English or UK English, but he is, uh, he is here from the Midwest. Papa Sweet, God damn it. Thank you so much for those hundred biddies. Uh, I, I swear that we're going to get to this conversation. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no worries. It's all about the journey. Hey, man, we're here. We're we're doing it together. We're doing it. Together. Oh my god, look at th this! Is insane. My 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 alerts are back, and oh my god, uh, you had I had to live through all the hype train. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> no, don't please don't be please don't do that. We're, I'm trying to. I really want to talk to enigmatic. I don't want to hype train. No one wants that. So um, what I'm trying to say is the, um, you know, he took a lot of shit because he's doing all these, like, he, he speaks in Patois on stage. Like, he has that accent. He does all the things. Stop it. You stop that shit right now. Uh, and, you know, he's taking a lot of criticism for that. Is that something that you've had to take criticism for? I mean, in, in that same realm, you know, uh, hip hop and and you know, white white kids coming up. Yeah. I mean, it's not just it's not just uh, you know, like it's not purely an African American uh, 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 format anymore, genre genre anymore. I mean, yeah. yes, it, it came from you know the streets and it came from gangs and all that stuff. All the best guys that started up were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and so, like, is that something that you've taken criticism for? I mean, you guys are Canadian. I mean, I heard that you guys didn't even get hip hop until like 1998 or some shit or 2000s. <laughs> like, so, Man, I mean, yeah, it's it, definitely something because, like, the amount of Canadian artists that people know, like, it's Drake. Mm -hmm. People kind of stop right there. They're like, okay, yeah, we know Drake, we know Canada, man. There's so many rappers that we got up here. It's absolutely unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, man to at least be able to look up to some other white dudes that were rapping for like a crazy long time it made it easier because dude we are in no way shape or form like any kind of a hip-hop capital like we got so many retired hockey players from this city dude <laughs> we are known for that like like that's the thing in canada man we ain't got hip-hop unless you're on the east you're in the west you know you're living in toronto those core cities yeah outside of that man you just got retired hockey jerseys in all your local arenas and <laughs> that's what you're proud of <laughs> <laughs> we just love hockey, eh? Uh, <laughs> Dude, that's all we love is hockey, eh? <laughs> hockey, eh? That's what it's called. Um, no, well, it, it, yeah. So, you know, like, 
I, 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 you know, like I, I don't care about that shit. Obviously, that's not really what I, I'm focused on when I'm listening to artists and stuff. So, like, I mean, how do you, how, how do have you handled that criticism? If you guys have received that, especially, I mean, you have a label, you have a ton of people on your label, you know, a yeah. ton of different artists and different myriads of different, uh, you know, forms of expressions. Uh, you know, if you have taken criticism, how do have you handled that? Man, because I think some of my favorite people, like artists just within hip hop, they happen to be white people, man. Like, it's not like I went out hunting for, you know, like I got to find something to really prove myself within this genre. But like the guys that I could list off the top of my head that, you know, there's obviously, you know, viral the virus. He's not white, dude. Yeah. There's a lot of them that won't be. But like Slain, Ari the Rugged Man, Necro, Ill Bill, Snow Goons. Like, dude, there's so many of them across the board. And then, you know, backtrack to Canada, Snack the Ripper, Mercules. Yeah, classified on the East Coast. There's just, there was so much to look up to where, you know, I'm not, I'm coming into this, you know, where that white guy rapper thing has been around for so long right. that I think these guys took the brunt force of, you know, that trauma. So I'm going to be like, I'm going to get some of that flack, but I've already seen so many guys, you know, go through it and prevail that I think all I got to do is keep my head down. Of course, some days, man, it gets to you. You just sit there and you're like, fuck, man, I'm a white rapper. Like, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> and then this. other days, other days you're like, yeah, man, I, I really enjoy everything that I do about this. And, you know, if I'm not going to continue rapping, then it would be about something else within hip hop. Everything's hip hop, man. I'd be rapping on my own time, like on the side, not releasing stuff. Mm. Like just all of it, man. I really, really enjoy this. Show. There's a fucking radio station with 10,000 songs on it. Yeah. I've, I've done my deep dives. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, no. I, I think that's, uh, you know, like, that's the thing. Like, you could tell that you, you respect the genre and you respect the culture. You respect the, the, you know, the roots of it all. Back in the day, everyone could do their thing. F everyone that has issues with what you do. I, I agree, Cartagena. I really exactly. do. Uh, yeah, at some point, you have to, like, if you want to grow... At some point, you have to get that off your back. Like it, you can't just sit there and and worry about that shit. I mean, you know, it, it's 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 pointless because you're gonna sit there and, and oh, fuck, whatever. I'm not real. It's not real enough. It's like, man, the only way. I don't know who are some. Here's a fun one. Who do you have any artist in mind that you think sort of just is a, what do they call it? a culture vulture, right? What are they, you know, is there any Yo, white rappers like, that you do think is kind of a culture vulture who, who, who you criticize? See, I don't, see, that's the thing. Cause like, I think sometimes when you get into it with the people that are labeled like a culture vulture, <laughs> you know, like, you say a little dicky right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> that show is like, funny they, like, Maybe in the sense that like, you know, their verses and everything just come across as, you know, not being in it. And then, all of a sudden, you know, popularize shit that you're just boom, you're the top of the charts. <laughs> but I think that like a lot of people behind the scenes will have that deep love for hip hop. And if they don't, and I find out that's when I'm like, yo, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, no, it's, if, yeah, please. Sorry, like if you're a rapper, man, and you can't name like, like 10, your top 10, but if it's, if it's the top 10 you see everywhere else and there's no reason to why your top 10 happens to be the same as everybody else, then it's kind of weird. You're like, okay, you know, who are your favorite, what are your favorite songs by this dude? What is this? What is this? And then they kind of just look blank and you're like, shit, man, yo, that might be a, that might be a culture vulture. <laughs> it, it might be. You might be a culture vulture. If you can't name top 10 off the top of your head, 
You might be a culture cult. Jesus, I fucked And there's people up. that just have, like, you know, the top 10, and they're just, like I said, man, it's the same top 10 plastered across everywhere that you see. Yeah. Like, and, you know, it's just like, oh, Biggie and Tupac. It's like, okay, yo, have you ever heard anything outside Biggie and Tupac? Oh, dude, Eminem and Jay-Z. And it's like, okay, okay, yo, we're going places. Then Kanye West, it's like, oh, shit, man, we're backtracking. Oh, like, man, can, we, <laughs> can we go somewhere else here? And I, it's funny, man. Like, people, I don't think they listen to enough. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, like I have a deep respect for hip hop and, and, you know, I'll admittedly, I'm not as deep as I, as I could be. I'm not deep as I could be in, in the culture, but I feel like I'm just all around, you know, uh, I, I just, I'm in so many different circles, you know, I've, I've been yeah, in yeah. hip hop bands, I've, I'm in a reggae band, you know, I've been in, you know, bluesy type <laughs> shit, you know what I mean? So like my, my. My my taste and the genres that I love to be a part of is just very extensive, and I, you know, what am I, what am I gonna do? I enjoy doing different things, and no one should be judged for that. But uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I always, definitely, man. Uh, I always push back on cultural appropriation, but if you don't actually enjoy or appreciate the thing in question and do it for attention, definitely fucked up. Yeah, and and you know, like uh, like behind that suit was saying. Um, you know, little Dicky, in his opinion, in Ho Ho's opinion, uh, he he thinks that little Dicky used hip hop to get a TV show and then abandoned hip hop. Now, yeah. I, I don't follow little Dicky's career like that, and uh, apparently Ho Ho does. Uh, <laughs> I'm just playing with you, baby. Uh, but it, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, I enjoyed the TV show. I thought it was amazing. Like it was very funny to me. Uh, but you know, if he is using the culture just to get to another place, uh, you know, it's kind of like how, um, comedians, well, this used to be bigger back in the day where comedians were just using the medium of comedy to get a TV show. And then when other comedians would come around them, they're like, you know, th they weren't really accepted, you know, they were yeah. kind of ostracized. And so I'm wondering if little Dickie is someone who's ostracized. I mean, that song he did with fucking Chris Brown is pretty dope, you know? Uh, Chris Brown's dick or whatever it is or what is that uh, Chris Brown's body you know it's fun stop it <laughs> stop it now we're not <laughs> by white people everywhere you go white people I'm guessing it's hard to miss white people in Canada you know what I mean like they're <laughs> they're everywhere yeah man they're they're everywhere especially when you play hockey like there's <laughs> there's just most of the people there like you know there were some good like other people growing up and shit but mm. I, I would say at least 85% of our league happened to be some caucasian dudes mad caucasian baby uh yeah and and uh, you know like here's the thing is like i'm not here to rip on white people at all obviously i'm pretty white myself uh <laughs> i have that i have that 23% mexican going for me but you know besides that this is this is very germanesque you know i, I my germanesque uh, uh, roots show. So, you know, whatever, but I definitely, uh, you know, I think being appreciative and, and honoring and respecting cultures that you are a part of or, or a part of, or want to take place in, or, uh, you know, or, or just enjoy the, the, the culture. I, I think that's great. I think that that's what makes, you know, uh, music so amazing. And what made music so amazing over all these years is that it's always been this sort of bonding experience where, yeah. uh, you know, where black folks and white folks come together and enjoy rock and roll or, or hip hop or whatever it is, you know, it's always this thing. 
And, you know, like playing reggae shows and stuff like that, you know, kind of swinging back to that guy I was talking about who he has dreads. He does the bitty bong bong bong, does the patois accent. He's white <laughs> as fuck from Missouri. Um, but but when he goes on stage and when he is at these festivals and I played with him at festivals and stuff, uh, the Jamaican heads show mad respect, man. They show mad yeah. respect because they know that it's coming from a respectful place. Now, when you, yeah, man, like when you see him on stage and everything, you know, like at that moment that this dude's not just there to do his thing. He's not just there to be that culture vulture. And that's why they all respect him. They're like, damn, dude, this guy's got reggae all throughout him, you know, mm -hmm. through and through. This guy is reggae. Yeah. I'll have yeah. to check that out, man. Um, I'll send you who it is, and uh, I'll send you who it is afterwards because I I just I just don't want to. You know what? Fuck it. His name is Skillinger. Okay, <laughs> his name is Skillinger, and the only reason why I'm not, you know, not because he, he works with someone called Josh Heinrichs, who's another white dude who does like a soulful version of reggae, which I really like. I I really enjoy his music, um, and Skillinger, who is uh, you know. He, he does the whole thing with the patois and the fake accent and he gets off stage and he's like, Hey guys, how are you doing? You know, um, you know, it, yeah. it, he, you know, it's fine. Oh, Tom, no, we're not talking about Tom Hanks son. Okay. Uh, but, but they've addressed it. And that's sort of why I, I, I kind of go back to him as an example, because uh, they've addressed it, you know, on social media. And, yeah. and, and, he, and these guys have worked with, like, the Bob Marley camp, you know, the Marley camp in Jamaica. So, you know, like, they're not – it's not like they don't have – the 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 cachet to sort of back it up they do they do well you know and they sell or stream i guess albums and they sell tickets to their shows and stuff and they're able to do these big shows and bring a lot of people you know and and so it, it, you can see it that that they do respect it and it is in them and and you know i think that's and that's fine, right? It's like that's yeah, what's bringing people together and there's no reason to fucking make these fucked up divisions that you know it seems that are being pretty pushed onto us, these divisions that, you know, from our news media, social media, our governments, you know, they're, they're all yeah. sort of pushing us apart from each other. And uh, the, the greatest thing about music is it's always been something that's a constant of bringing people together. Yeah, I mean, I think if you probably go, like you're saying, man, like those shows, like you find the group that in people like you don't find that internet group. They're not going to be there. They're not going to be like, Oh man, this guy's a culture vulture. Like you show up and it's more appreciative when you can't just pause the link after two seconds and just be like, Oh man, this fucking white guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you got to sit there and appreciate everything this dude's doing in front of you. And then you really get like the full aspect of what you're supposed to see. Not just the dude you pop it on, white dude with dreads. You see him fucking strumming the bass, and you're like, "Oh my god, another one!" And you just shut it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it, it happens. I mean, I just feel like that that shit comes through. You know, like the that that faking the funk shit comes through. It's hard to it's hard to uh, it's hard to fake it for that long. You know, if, if you're not really uh in into you know if you're really just doing it because you think it's going to get you somewhere else you know i feel like 
that's going to shine through. It's not going to be, you know, if you're only doing this genre and you're sort of just ripping off this culture, just trying to put yourself forward or, you know, there's a myriad of reasons why people do all that shit, why people steal songs yeah. and why people do stuff. It's like uh, do in, uh, unscrupulous shit like that. You know, they're, they're just trying to further themselves. And I feel like if you're out there actually, you know, like we said, respecting the genre. Bradley Noel, baby, a uh, baby, blah, blah, blah. Bradley Noel, baby, first white man to do the fake in Jamaican thing and was an absolute legend, RIP. Yeah, absolutely. Sublime singer. And and you go back through, and those rhythms come straight from they they're ripping off those rhythms like hardcore from just old school, uh, yeah. uh, Jamaicans and stuff. So it's a uh, you know not only are they they put a spin on it and and create a whole new genre uh, of of reggae. Uh, they they fucking they were directly ripping off like directly ripping <laughs> off bass lines <laughs> and rhythms. So like. <laughs> You know, they did something, they flipped it. It was very, it was like one of those, like, it, you know, it's like um, how sampling works in hip hop, you know, it's like, almost yeah. like, it was, it was presented as almost an homage and you're taking like cool in the gang, looping it and adding a backbeat to it. And then you rap over it and it's like, it, it, it's become something completely different. And I think that's what, how they kind of got away with sort of blatantly stealing. I mean, blatant stealing. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, have, have you ever seen shit, man? What's that old movie? New guy, the new kid, the mm -hmm. the one with the dude who leads the uh, leads the reggae band, or not reggae band, the soul band. They always play that funky music, white boy. <laughs> Fuck, man, it's with DJ Qualls. That's his name, DJ Qualls. New kid, but uh, hold on, new kid movie. Yeah, um, man, that's a it's a really funny movie, and that's it, man. Like he goes home and he plays that he plays that soul music every day. Uh, it's so good, man. I've it's such a funny it. movie. I've never seen it. I have to check that out. So, yeah, I was talking to Holden about that one. I think two or three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I've some of his most famous lines are actually referenced or even samples of Eni Kamosi. Uh, I can never get their name right. Um, they're the one who they're uh, they're they're this right. Out in the street, they call that's. I think that's who that is. Um, I'm ready to DMCA for that too. Uh, I have seen the movie, Robbie said. Well, good. So we're all on the same page except for me. I need, I need, oh, thank you. Thank you. I need, I need, like a, like a belly button. Any, um, so I don't know, man, like what, what, where did you get, when did you get into hip hop and, uh, and you know, when did you decide to start rapping and then what, how did you get into, you know, starting a label like that insane, uh, undertaking and I got time. So like beforehand, man, like I, I come from like metal, man. I love metal. I love rock and roll. That's what I grew up on, man. hundred percent. Like all of that stuff, like old school. Like, I was listening to, like, uh, the Bay City Rollers, like, the Partridge family, like, all the weird stuff, man, growing up. People were like, who the fuck is that? And I was like, you don't know them? Then I realized why nobody knew them when I was getting older. <laughs> the and Partridge so, uh, family. like, I started listening to rap, man, like, like not full. Like, I would listen to, you know, some songs here and there. I liked some Immortal Technique. I liked Eminem, obviously. There was Drake, you know, some of the stuff that I like for Drake still people don't know. It's more, like, underground, unreleased stuff. Cause I was listening to it, dude. I watched a lot of Degrassi, man. We're Canadian. Like I, I, I was born like, you know, tw like 15 minutes outside Toronto. Like mm. I, that's my, this is my area. So yeah. I was like, Oh, watch a lot of this. And I was like, Oh man, this guy raps. And I started looking it up. 
but I still, I listened to metal like full time pretty much. And then in like 2017, 2018, my buddy really put me on to, and it was funny because I never really crushed albums at the point. And my buddy put me on to Immortal Techniques, Dance with the Devil. And I would, and I heard that. I mean, I was just dumbfounded. I was like, yo, I was like, where's this side of hip hop that I'm not seeing? Like, I, I listened to Immortal Technique, but like the point of no return, uh, stuff like that. I can't remember the other tracks I listened to, but then like Dance with the Devil hit. And I was like, yo, this is a dark side of hip hop. I got to explore more. Mm. And so then I started finding like, oh my God, man, Ill Bill and Necro. They're like the kings of horrorcore, I think. They're <laughs> like, you've probably never heard of Ill Bill or Necro, have you? Mm-mm, no. I, I, Necro I... samples like a motherfucker, man. Like it, he's got, I think, 300, 400 samples under his belt. The dude's the king of horrorcore. He's not like, you know, appealing to some people. But after I started getting into Immortal Technique, oh God, it was like a, it was a rabbit hole. (laughs) It went from Immortal Technique to just like, I found R.A. the Rugged Man. Yeah, man, dude, that's Ill Bill right there. There Ill Bill and Necro. You know, that's Ill Bill. I'm trying to see if Necro's here. I think that's Uncle Howard. Wait, that's Vinny Paz right there with him. Shit, man. Yeah, these guys. And like, they're, their songs they hit so hard like i was i was blown away man i couldn't oh wait click uh i think right there down on the left one more down that one right there i think that's his brother to the left of him there oh no his brother's right in the front yeah that's necro yeah and then right to the left little bill there he is oh gore-tex mr hyde oh that's the whole family on that one holy shit 2020 (laughs) some pandemic shit son look at look at that and and where are these guys hail from uh they're from the new york area mm, okay okay right on yeah man uh god uh, they, what, what's the one song they have the heights oh i can't remember the name of the heights they come from i would probably get it wrong <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine it's fine I, uh, you know like this is interesting to me uh again i'm not i i love hip-hop and i've been involved in a lot of it but uh you know i i'm not a hip-hop head to the to the to you know at all <laughs> it was just like i would like i would listen to like a moral technique or something mm. and then i would hear like a featuring verse and i'd be i'd be stuck and be like yo who was that what was that featuring verse yeah then i'd go to this guy after i finished the album up i'd go check out his album <laughs> and then there would be like you know like six featuring verses on there and i'd be like oh my god yo here we go this is endless mm. and i'm still to this day like i got artists up on my fucking wall to listen to still because there's just so many that I have to go. Yo, Grave Diggers? Yeah, oh my God. Dude, yeah, oh. I, I love Grave Diggers, man. Sweet. Riz is involved. Okay, okay. I got that. Well, we'll have to go check that. I'm going to write that down right now. Yeah, dude. Grave Diggers, Necro, Horrorcore, or Horrorcore, Ill Bill, uh, the whole family, man. Like uh, Mr. Hyde, Gore Tex. You can find them just going across album to album to album. Mm. They all feature because, you know, the whole underground community, the horror core especially, is just so like tight knit that you find one guy on one album. Then mm. you find like go to his appears and you're like, oh, shit, everybody he's appearing on their albums. I already yeah. listened to that. Yeah. You're like, this guy's going to be great. And that's how I lost myself. God, man, for years, I'm still in that hole. <laughs> <laughs> so Ill Bill's from Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Okay, yeah, sweet. I think 
obviously, I think Necro's from there as well. Mm. They're a Jewish family. Oh, okay. Uh, great songs about that, man. Like uh, from being Jewish in that area, not fitting in. That you know, being the white rapper, everybody's yeah. like, oh, but you're Jewish. Like, how can you be a rapper? Right. So there's there's really good fucking content there, man. And I was I was attracted to it right away. Yeah. And it snowballed, man. Like I started. Oh God, sick jacking snow goons over in Germany. They're about like the best uh, production team I've ever heard of. Mm. Um, man, I could keep going all day about underground artists. That's the thing. Like, I got to stop myself at some point. Well, no, I, then, like, no, please go ahead. Sorry, like the producers, man. That was the other thing. Mm. Like to know that, like when you come from rock and roll and metal, like everybody has a band behind them. It's a whole band mm. aspect, and then you get to a producer, and this one dude's laying like the entire track. And then I was like, shit, man, yo, I can follow like producers from like discography to discography. Like I don't have to just follow one band to right. be like tracking a drummer's work or a guitar player's work. I can track like at least 70 different artists with this guy as the producer on the track. It was a wild new world, man. I got lost. Like I keep saying, just absolutely. I couldn't get myself out of that hole. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I mean, like, I feel like going down these, like, music holes is better than going down, like, the, you know, cocaine hole or the... Yeah, list, I've been list, there. That's what I had to get away from. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to... I mean, music is a great distraction in that sense where, I mean, it can really keep you out of trouble, you know? It, it was. I mean, it was... I found trouble regardless, but, you know, for a lot of people music is that escape where it can kind of sort of uh, keep you in, in in a safe zone and not like out in the streets or out yeah. doing cocaine. Uh, so wait, so what you were doing cocaine and that's when you got into ill bill and all this or no, man, that was actually like a long, actually that's not like, that's almost seven years ago, eight years ago. Yeah. I've been clean for a long time. I have Congrats, kept myself man. away from that. I had to run in with prescriptions, but then I had to like, shy away from those but no nah, man that what was kind of prescription lots of weed don't mind oh dude well butrin they call it the poor man's cocaine for a reason <laughs> that's what they that's what they wanted to put me on is well butrin for my adhd it's an adhd it, medication and it's an upper uh it's yeah a, it's it, it works nice man but it, if you like if you get it up like a margarita and stuff <laughs> then like it does the opposite effect yes. and it like and you're up and all night it's way too enticing so i had to stop that as well and that was yeah, I was probably listening to some ill bill at that point. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm in this. <laughs> that that's so funny. Yeah, well butrin the poor man's cocaine. And uh what what's the other one that's like basically meth? It's uh Adderall. Oh dude, like those Adderall, the Concertas, those Cons ones, man. Those ones are oh those are those are you can't get into those because if you get into those with an addictive personality. It's over. It's over. No, it, I my run in with Adderall was horrible. Like I've only like I, the first time and only time I've ever did it. Uh, I was at an Ohio State like the Buckeyes, the the fucking we were partying down there on campus <laughs> or in the dorms or whatever the fuck we were in the neighborhood over there. And fucking someone busted out these lines of Adderall. And so, like, I'm hitting it. And then all night I'm drinking and drinking and, like, hitting this Adderall. And I'm like, yeah, we're partying. And then, like, at some point, I remember it dripped back into the back of my throat. And all uh. of a sudden my stomach was, like, gurgling. And, like, this party was crazy. It was, like, wall to wall. And, and you had – I was like, I got to get to the bathroom. I have to get to the bathroom. I'm trying to push my way through. 
and there was this long ass line and there was no way and and that spittle that that gross spit that starts like bubbling up in your yeah. mouth when you know you're about to puke is fucking <laughs> it was it was starting and i was like what am i gonna do and i'm drunk and fucked up at this point i i start walking towards the front door and all i see is this dark the kitchen and it's dark it's dark and i'm and no one's in there <laughs> and i just lean in and go Bruh! And then, and then, and then I start walking away real quick. It's like, did you just puke in the kitchen? I'm like, no. And I just fucking nope. booked out the door. And then I woke up in my friend's car, which didn't stop smelling like farts until he sold it years later. Dude, so. that's because like Adderall, you, it takes like so much away from your brain, so much water yeah. that if you're not drinking water like mad, you, know, you go downhill. Dude, I used to like, and I used to like. Somebody in here said they used to take it for like college and shit. Yeah, man. I used to. I've taken Adderall or Concerta for years, not at this point anymore. Yeah, I did it to get like. I was a madman at work. I was getting a lot of raises because I was the most productive dude they ever had. I was just like on such a high dose of Adderall <laughs> and Concerta in the morning. I just showed up and I was like, "Yo, let's conquer this bitch." Every we got night. this. Let's go. They're like, whoa, man, he's doing a lot of work today. It's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm getting shit done. No. Well, that's the thing, right? Adderall is the the college drug, right? Yeah. And, and oh, yeah, me too, Papa Sweet. I, I abused the shit out of it. They gave me these um, recently because they were changing up my medication for my brain hole. Uh, the they, they gave me this this pill that was for anxiety, but also for sleeping. And, like, I immediately started abusing it because it kind of made me feel like I took cough syrup. I was like, oh, I can just take this? And then, <laughs> and then I realized what I was doing, and I dumped it in the toilet because I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is dumb. Uh, it was a, I hate being on it, but it works well for studying. Yes, yes, indeed, right? It works well for studying. Yeah. By the way, I want to just stop right here and, like, don't do drugs, kids. Drugs are bad don't do drugs drugs are bad don't do drugs okay. uh, i i know that i sound like i'm glorifying i i it sounds really there's a lot of glory in puking in a uh in an open kitchen that's that's while you're sweating while you're sweating Buckets. yeah that <laughs> there's lots of glory there but no it was very it, it none of this it was a good time while it lasted but it always turns into a chore so just stay away and it's that change of consciousness man like as mm. soon as it hits and you feel yourself in a different state it gets addicting man like <laughs> it just it takes over just like being in, you just feel like a little different you're like whoa i see the world different at this point and then you're just like shit man that old world sucks <laughs> it does man and, and i remember you know like just like every once in a while, I'll be walking by somewhere and I'll get a whiff of something that smells like burning heroin, and I'll just be like, Bleh. like it's just like it, it gets my yeah my my uh, my gag reflex going. Pop For me, it's like this. It's like a bitter, like ground up pill smell. If I smell that, it just <laughs> it's oh. such a ooh, it's such a weird smell. I don't um, like it anymore. Before it would be like, ooh, but yeah. now it's just like, oh my god, what the fuck is that smell? Yeah. It's like vinegar. Yeah, dude. No, no, for real. You hate it. For real. Oh, dude, ambience. Oh, my God. I've fucked with ambience, too, man. Like, like. And that's the issue, man. Like, they just continuously, you know, even if you're not open about it, they just continuously keep fucking pumping this stuff at you, man. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. You're like, you're like, I've never had a friendlier drug dealer in my life. Than my doctor. Like, yeah. You're like, I'm showing up and you're giving me your recommendation for the day. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Today we have Adderall and Wellbutrin. Welcome. And then they're like, do you have insurance? It's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, well, to be fair, in Canada, you guys, you guys don't need insurance for drugs, right? I think yeah, for a lot of them, you do. Is if it's if it goes off name brand. Uh, I think oh, yeah. if you're under 23 right now, I don't remember the law because I'm 26 at this point. It doesn't even apply to me. I'm like fuck that shit. Oh yeah, but uh, I thought you guys. I, th- I thought you guys had the the whole uh, socialist, communist nah, welfare like, we, state we, stuff. A lot of drugs you have to pay for up here, but mm. if you want to change your penis to a vagina, hit our government up. Nuh-uh. <laughs> for real? Yeah, man. That, that, it, they it, just it, do that for you? A lot of it. That's if you look tight. it up, dude, under OHIP, it's unbelievable. But then, like, yeah, man, there's some drugs that people got to pay, like, if you ain't got really good insurance, like hella, hella out of pocket. And sometimes wow. your insurance will only cover like certain percentages as well. So there are areas where like you show up to the hospital, man, they'll bandage you up right quick and you're gone. And it's like, okay, thank you. Yeah. But then there's other areas of it where, you know, you really, you look back and you're like, well, I paid what for med- for meds? Wow. Like if I was still on, I think Concerta was one of them, man, where if I was on that like full time, I was like, 300 bucks a month 360 a month without insurance because that one's that one's not within like the name brand or within the whatever brands they offer Mm. under it so a doctor would be like oh okay so you had to pay that last month let me rig you up on this off name fucking concerta or whatever this month because that's what's covered under your insurance it's it's whack man that is whack. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm in America, so our fucking healthcare system is garbage anyway. <laughs> but but it, it but you know, like when when you hear about these other people who have socialized meds, and you're just like, oh man, wouldn't that be great if that was here? But still, the insurance companies still got their greasy little fingers in yeah. in your guys's pocketbooks. That's that's wild. I didn't think that that was even a thing up there, but of course. And um, then like the insurance that we pay for. Like, cause you know, y'all, y'all got your privatized insurance mm-hmm. and stuff. Like we, I got mine through work mm-hmm. and I think I pay a couple hundred a month for that as well. Just wow. to have that like, uh, like available to me to make sure that like, you know, obviously a hospital visit, I go there. That's good. X-rays I think are good. I've had a lot of those, yo, I'm probably be a superhero in like 10 years. <laughs> like I got so much radiation pumping through me a few more and I'm coming out glowing. How do you break, so- how do you break so many things? Oh man, too many head injuries. So like, I've had so many head scans and stuff, Whoa. and like my ankle and stuff. Just all hockey, man. Hockey oh, is hockey. a fun sport, but it fucks you right up sometimes. <laughs> Fucking hockey, eh? <laughs> Fucked up Dude, my brain. Dude, when you got a guy that's like flying at you on ice, yeah. and then you fly at him, and then you're just like, Poof, it yeah. hurts. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's, yeah, there's no uh, getting around collisions, man, and those brain injuries. That that's fucking crazy, man. Do you, so, uh, have you, have you had any like side effects from that? Because I mean, brain injuries oh, yeah. could really fuck you up. Like, what are some of your side effects that you have from all the? I mean, you've been concussed a few times. I've been like, concussed, like I think on paper, like seven times, like six times, and that's just like, like my last one that took me out of hockey entirely. I'm not, I'm not allowed to go back and I'm 26. It happened when I was 23. So that's three years ago. Whoa. Like my, my short term memory dude can be comedic like Dory. Like we can be talking in the middle of a conversation and I'll have like this time where I'm just running and running and talking. And then I'll have like this dumbfounded look coming to come across my face. And they're like, you forgot. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yo, I forget what we're talking about. <laughs> Dude, I do. Oh my God. I've d- I do that in real time constantly. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many times I've been concussed. I don't know. Uh, I Dude, pe- it's, 
<laughs> like the light sensitivity when I turned on the ring light yes. first, and I was like looking oh, like that. I was like, yeah. holy fuck. <laughs> I thought you were just stoned and was like, oh my eyes, man. But it was really like <laughs> this blaring shot of pain going through your brain. I, I'm guessing. And it looked like I was like walking into heaven. Like I saw the light right there, man. I was like, holy shit, that's it. Something happened. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. That's that's it. That's it. Uh, man, no, that that's that's wild, man. Those those brain injuries are no joke. I mean, I you know some people get like depression and like they get oh hella man, yeah, yeah. And like I've I've been on a stretch like trying to just like do it with no antidepressants because before this one I never had an antidepressant in my system, and then I got whacked, and the psychiatrist was like, "Yo, you're fucked. You should have a you should have one in your system." Wow. And so I tried it. And then like after a while, like the dependency, I kind of like I, I had a lot of issues with my memory. I'd forget to take them. So I'd end up in like withdrawal. Oh, so shit. it would be like weird. It'd be weird shit having like the concoction of meds. Wow. And so I stopped them and then just kind of smoked weed for the last little bit and trying to get myself out of the holes, man, because of the depression it kind of brings on is wild. Yeah. And like and like you don't even like, dude, sometimes like, you know, headaches, huge migraines, huge uh and then the dude you'll be sitting there and like you'll just be like chilling watching hockey and you feel yourself like wanting to cry oh my God. and you're like yeah because i was like that's how i knew i was really fucked up on the last one i got hit and i stood up and my legs turned to jelly and i started crying Jeez. but nothing hurt and i was like laughing i was like oh shit here we go <laughs> <laughs> here we go man and it's still yeah man still you just sit there and you're really like fuck you're like sitting there and you're like okay okay this is really awesome you're like why am i sad (laughs) (laughs) no for real no that i mean i i wake up days where i just i'm I'm just depressed you know like i'm just sad for whatever reason i'm just awake now and i'm sad but i can't imagine what it's like to just be like in these moments i mean the closest thing i can think of is like they prescribed me abilify which is prescribed oh yeah i've been there man they it's for bipolar folks and I, I don't know, maybe schizophrenia. I can't remember all the that's things. That's the one that I would that's what I got diagnosed with when there was a lot of missed head injuries. Like uh wow. I think I got diagnosed with bipolar because everything just kinda lined up with it, you know, the mm. sadness, the anger. And then right. you kinda look back and you're like, Oh, this dude's just Canadian. He's been whacked <laughs> a lot. <laughs> He's just Canadian, eh? He likes hockey. Uh uh yeah, I mean that might yeah, I <laughs> No, uh, for me, Abilify made me super emotional, like, for no reason and stuff. So, like, it was yeah. just one of those things that, like, I could tell this is just not the thing for me. And, like, I had to stop It's weird, eh? It. Yeah. It, it is. It is weird. I, I don't like that pill at all. But now I'm on some – I don't even know what it's called. Uh, it's, like, Selexa, and I take one other thing. And, like, it, it's been about eight weeks now. And I got to say, I'm pretty fucking amazed that, that things are going well. <laughs> so, like – There was one they – they hooked me up on man, and I wanted to, to destroy the world for 21 days. They're like, "No, take it for the 21 days." Uh, and I'm like, "Dude, this is shit. This is horrible." Yeah, no, I mean, but that's what's crazy about that's what's crazy about medicine of the mind is like, you're talking to a psychiatrist, and they don't know. You know, this is not an exact fucking science it's literally like a fucking car mechanic who's like well if that don't work then we'll try this and if that don't work we'll try this and if that don't work well shit we'll try this and then meanwhile exactly you know you spent like three or four months like in a fucking whirlwind of insane emotions and feelings and thoughts and like 
it was wild, man. It was, and like, for me, this was just a few months ago or like a couple months ago. And I, I started a new, really high stress job. I'm working with the homeless, you know, and, and like, it yeah. was wild. It was wild. I could not keep my shit together. And just in these last couple of weeks, things have been really coming together, which I'm really grateful because I, I don't want to experiment with that shit. Like, I don't like that. I was on Reeling too, man. I was on Reeling yeah, too. Yeah, dude. When you start, like, going right around that, like, kind of experimental phase they toss you into, it's weird. Like, you want to just you want to just have it all be nice. But, like, then the med is like, yo, fuck you, man. <laughs> it is. And you're like, why am I taking the poison? Yeah, for real. <laughs> no, I I was texting my friend, telling him that she's like, just stop taking it. And I'm just like, but the doctor, they told me. The doctor says. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, but, but, like, it's weird, too, because, like, I've always been very suspicious of, of medications. I've always been suspicious. And, and like you, I've sort of tried to grit and bear my, my mental illnesses with, with you know, self-medicating with, with weed and stuff. And always been like, I don't like that stuff. That stuff's bad. Uh, that, you know, most of the active shooters are on some kind of, you know, SSRI. So it's like, for me, it was poison. And then, you know, yeah. I just hit this point where I was like, I, I can't do this by myself anymore. And oh, no, dude. When I say I've been bearing this with weed, I mean, it's been like, I could count the months on my hand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's, about a, there's a decade of medication use. And then there's months on my hand that I've been doing it like just with weed. And it's been... Like, there might be a return. We might see that, you know, reboot episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that, it's just, fuck, dude. I mean, it's such a journey. And and especially, you know, you're 26 and, and you got to think that your front lobe, what is it called, is just now developing into its fullest capacity. So, like, you are just now becoming like a full adult from, you know, from adolescence, which is. Uh, and it's know, bad. <laughs> the transition is fucked up, man. It's really fucked up transition. The last 10 years have just been like drugs, concussions. I think that's it. Like, yeah. And you're, and meanwhile, <laughs> your brain's brain. still growing. Your brain's not even, it wasn't even done growing over the last 10 years. You're, you're, you're yeah. still developing you, who you are and stuff. It, that, I mean, it's just very wild to think that, you know, I mean, I, I was doing the same shit, you know, like fucking you know, self-medicating throughout that whole time. And what, what I noticed is like, by the time I was 30 and I was coming off of, you know, drugs and alcohol, it was like, I had, uh, I was left uh, as a shell of a, of a human being. Like I didn't really know what I was. All that was left was like this angry, um, angry and depressed human being. And I, I don't know, did you yeah. have, when you were coming off all these medications and off of drugs and stuff, um, you know, <laughs> how, where, how did you feel? Where were you? Did you feel like you had to start over in some way? Yeah, man. Like I think there was a lot of like high dose shroom trips that really helped mm. me during the during the way. Like there was one that was like revolutionary that I think really helped me. And that is a that's a dose of shrooms I will never recommend to anybody. Like it, yeah. it I I remember we bought the ounce that night and I, I had eleven and a half grams myself and like it just like it was the most oh my god, lucrative thing. But then, like, since then, like, just small little doses, little teas, you know, everything like that. And kind of yeah. just, like, hitting those really rock-bottom spots. Yeah. And when you hit those rock-bottom spots, you're like, yo, what do I do? Like, where does this reflection come from? Because, like, if I'm not doing it myself, 
and I'm not the one that's really doing it. And, you know, my girlfriend helps the most, man. Like I am in no way, shape or form a strong person. <laughs> I I am trying to get there, I believe. I yeah. think that's what I'm achieving for. Yeah. Uh, but Jesus, man, like without somebody strong that really like puts you through and helps you with it, it's 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 hard, man. Like my parents were horrible. Well, my dad's a good guy. Hmm. Not not a good dad, but he's a good guy. You know, my mother. Oh God. So, <laughs> <laughs> like in that right there, I had to like kind of look to other sources, you know, books, other kind of figures that you know you can draw that inspiration from. And then music was the biggest one, man. Yeah. Like when I was younger, rock. When I was a teen, metal. Now it's just all hip hop. And I still listen to I still listen to rock, still listen to metal. So when those mu- when those moods hit, you know, you kind of look to the biggest inspiration you have behind the pen, mm. behind the drum set, behind the guitar, all that stuff. And you're like, yo, this guy is fucked, man. This guy is just as, if not worse off than I am, you know, at a mental state. When he released this album, you know, what's good? Like, how do I not have that inspiration? But this guy did, and that's mm. something that I think lights a fire under my ass, like time and time and time again. Like, yeah, yo, Lincoln Park saved this guy for a long time or girl i think that's i can't i can't see the name on my phone that's all good it's robbie <laughs> uh robbie's a dude uh lincoln park yeah and what's interesting is is that i've heard a lot of people say that lincoln park was a huge part of their like growing and like getting through some shit and it's interesting that chester took his own life i mean isn't that dude? that like, was a that was a big one yeah man yeah that that that, that was that was like the complete opposite like yo if somebody can't be happy that has that how do you be happy when you don't have that Wow. Like, it's kind of like, it's a, that was a big one, man. It's the other side of that coin. You know, there's a really light side where like somebody's going through it and they produce the magic. Then there's like the other dark side where it's like, shit, man. Now, now you gotta, now you gotta backtrack and you gotta look at all of that. And it's, yeah, you know, just like, I think this is Robbie again, hit him hard. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. 10 yeah. days before you're supposed to see him. That is even, oh God, that's tragic. It is, man. That's horrible. Wow. You did a, uh, you did a memorial for him. That's really cool, Robbie. There's, and that's where there's too many musicians, man, where like they become kind of like that little beacon of hope. Mm. And then like that happens and you're right. like, oh, God. Right, right. And, <laughs> and you know, they <clears throat> they had so much success. And so it's just, whew, it, it's just wild. You know, like you think that hitting some pinnacle of success and is going to give you uh, the the mental fortitude to sort of get through the rest of your days on earth but it you know yeah, man. It, it doesn't matter if you're not you know doing the work digging down deep and like because you can have all the success in the world and just be a miserable person and and you know want to end your own life and, and like that yeah. to a lot of people doesn't make sense but it's not success that gives you value right it's not success that gives you self-worth it helps it fucking helps it sure does but it's not it's not what really counts in this it's like doing the work and having to fucking you know go see the psychologist or or, yeah. or find that you got whatever way that you can get through this shit and and find peace within yourself and find uh, find a place for you to stand in this world i mean no matter what you're always going to be you know no matter how much success you find you're always going to be a miserable and unhappy person you know so it it, it is a really uh it is really a, a double-edged sword in that way it's just uh, and, and then and then imagine you know if if you just you know the people who do end up failing at things you know tend to yeah. tend to you know 
go down those shitty rabbit holes in their own head and and they tend to uh spiral not yeah spiral out can't follow through can't finish shit can't you know like it's it's just something it, it, it's literally a self-block and it's 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 hard to get past man it really is hard to get past and i mean you don't fail until you you quit so that's what I have to say about that. I mean, just fucking don't quit. <laughs> just keep going. Yeah, man, you really gotta you gotta have somebody, at least somebody there, man, that's giving you that backing. I think if if you're by yourself, that makes it a lot worse. And then like, dude, the music. Like the music is a huge one that I think in some of those weird, weird, weird times, like it really can bring you out of it. Even if that person has the dark side of the coin there. Yeah. Like the beauty that came from it overall is just like you're just astounded. You're like, holy shit, man. Like, I got to have at least eight more albums in myself before. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, before I go, there's got to be that content where when it when I drop, it's already dropped. It's already all there. Because that's, that's it, man. Like, you get to look back now at this guy's entire life. And that's the weird part. Like, there's those messages, like those kind of little ones, you know. People are like, oh, look how deep that lyric is when it comes out. And then, like, dude dies. And you're like, oh, shit, man. You'll look at, like how much deeper people pay attention to the lyric and what the lyrics were that were kind of like the leading up to the end, like the yeah. final, the final finale songs. Yeah. Like what did Chester have? Chester had like heavy, one more light. Like he had kind of, you know, those songs like that. Yeah. Where they were, they were like, boom in your face, like exactly what was going on. Yeah. And then what was it? Was it Chris Cornell? Yeah. That was his friend year, two years before that. Yeah. Yeah, man. So that's like Bam Margera, like how messed up he got after uh, Ryan, man. Like, yeah. sometimes you just have that person in the world that if you lose them, that kind of shatters you because Bam's, Bam's not Bam. Yeah. No, <laughs> he took, he got fat and got and got weird and and, and whatever you know. <laughs> he got weird, man. He <laughs> did get a little weird. But yeah, I mean, I love. I, I've always loved that shit, man. Those, yeah, those, yo, yeah. look at that comment. Yeah, he took his life on Chris's birthday. So that's that's the weird stuff, man. Like, yeah, man. Obviously, that was a huge trigger, like that really, really came up to him at the end of it, where it was just way, way, way too much to handle. Yeah, and 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 like Robbie was saying, Shinoda, you know, he's now on Twitch, and and you know, yeah, he expresses how it fucks him up and how it fucked him up. You know, like that's a. I mean, you, you, you got to imagine, especially, you know, even zeroing in on Linkin Park is like you go through this journey together where you're brothers and you're like creating, you're giving birth, you know, to to all these musical children. And, and man, uh, you know, to, to have to walk through the world without your partner and the person that you've been through all these things together with. I mean, that, that it leaves there's a void, you know. And uh, yeah, man, you know, I, I give it it's up. It's almost like at a certain for... point, like that's your work husband. Yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you go there and that's your work husband. If you're in a duo, that's kind of what it is. It's you don't want to look at it that way, but that's what it is, man. Like if a part of that duo dies and obviously Lincoln, Lincoln Park's not a duo, hmm. but when you look at Lincoln Park and like you see two front men, you're like, OK. Yeah. And then one, you see one gone and you're like, oh, shit. And just the, the kind of like the chemistry they had on those tracks, man, was it was unbelievable. Like, you know, him singing, him rapping. It was such a cool dynamic that I think it introduced people that didn't even like rap to rap. Mm, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it, so it, th it was at the Wachovia Spectrum, what, Robbie. Hold on. Robbie sent the, the set list of, of his last show. Hold on. Bam. In Philly, is that where it was? 
hunting party brought me back to hybrid theory. Um, so there it is. There's the what, there's that set. Yeah, dude, that's a that's a crazy set. Look at the end of that. Oh shit, there's more. Damn, encore. <laughs> One yeah. step closer to the edge, and I'm about to break. Damn. <laughs> well, they had to do that, right? They had to do the. Oh yeah. <laughs> they have to do the. That big one's one. such a fucking hit. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, man. They 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 did some cool stuff, man. They did some cool stuff, and uh, you know, you know, it, it, it it's always said, you know, when our heroes, you find out that they're just human, just like us, you know, like we put them on these pedestals, and then and then one day, you know, you just discover that they're here, that they're humans, just like everybody else, with emotions and shit. We're so separated. Yeah, man, that's from where that. I think you gotta like draw the inspiration from mm-hmm. when you see like some dude that you know is going through hell and he just keeps pumping content out like day in day out (laughs) and he's just going through hell man like you know that behind that dude is broken but like musically he will not stop hockey will not stop sports (laughs) will not stop like yeah yeah Yeah. on all the levels on all the fucking levels man it's uh uh, but and, and at some point, I mean, like for me, music and working and stuff has gotten me through depression just in ways of d- just by distracting me from what, yeah. you know, like during the pandemic, it was such a crazy time. And I just buried myself in work and building out the podcast and stuff that I, uh, you know, the world could have been burning around me. All I cared about was just doing my show and like to the point where I was turning down recorded paid gigs recording gigs because there was no gigs at the time but like they were like I'll give you money I'm just like I don't care about that I want to just do this <laughs> like it was such an obsession for me which I'm very grateful for because it's how I built out the stream it's building out the, the podcast and, and that work that I put into it from just distracting myself from you know depression and the world burning and, and, and it's just crazy because the world hasn't stopped burning for years now uh now that we're in world war three here but uh you know it was just such a sanctuary for for me and um you know and that's the other side of it too is like it can be a sanctuary for you and to the point where my wife had to like pull it back a little like yo you have a family over here bro it's fucking (laughs) you gotta like interact with us sometimes but I mean, has it ever been like that for you? Has music ever been that like distraction? I mean, it, dude, it, yeah. Um, and you're gonna laugh again, but I can't play hockey. Yeah. Like, I, it's been three years, almost three plus years. I haven't been able to step foot on the ice. So, yeah. like during that time, you know, a lot of the lights. Sometimes, you know, you get the migraines, and all you can do is really pop on the headphones, pop on music to really, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, "Fuck you!" I don't want to read. Reading's making me nauseous. <laughs> And so you just have to sit there and you got to really just dive into the music, you know, low volume, high volume, whatever it is, man. And I think, God, man, depression, that's been a huge one as well. You know, you roll through some of your favorite albums when you're depressed. You roll through some of your favorite, like, you know, pick me up songs. Everybody's got that fucking playlist in their head, what they roll through. And so I think, God, man, when I was young, I even listened to so much music, man, like, just shit that happened a lot of it you know i would always just have like queen on i'd have boston on i'd have all that kind of stuff yeah. man all those good all those good vocalists i loved them oh yeah so it's always been kind of like a crutch i've listened to oh god way too much music spotify tells me every year how much of an addict i am at the end of it they gotta fucking remind me hey, <laughs> you're but, in the top 0.1 percent of our listeners i'm like oh shut the fuck up don't remind me <laughs> that, which is i mean you know what well again though like it's it's better that you're investing your time into music and and creating music and creating a platform for musicians 
instead of like rolling down the bad neighborhoods in your head, you know, over and over. You're just looping the block, just looping the block, you know, like you get in the cycles or spirals. And it's like you can it's become this thing where I've gotten really good at it actually now where I can sort of divert my attention away from my own stu- you know stupid thoughts that yeah. are driving me nuts like to a point where i can just sort of not change right away but like if i really focus i can sort of shift attention whether it goes into work or i don't know tiktok even for me which isn't the healthiest thing folks i'm not telling you to go into tiktok but for me whatever the distraction is i just needed i just need to get out of my own head yeah. so it's really whatever it is i need to get out of my own head so i don't feel this way and so i can remind myself and have enough uh, you know uh, fortitude in my head to to understand that that you're doing this to yourself you're you're making the choice to to beat yourself up or to be angry you're making that choice and sometimes you're angry and you and you have the right to be angry but like for me anger is one of those things that will just bubble up and for for very little reasons and it's just it's just my own shit you know yeah so whatever like you just of, talk yourself into all the bullshit you, it's not even like an issue sometimes yeah. and you make it like a be all end all issue yeah. where you just want to destroy everything and it's like <laughs> And then you sit back, like, the next day and you look at it and you're like, oh, man, yo, yesterday me was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you have to go put out all the fires you started and, like, you know, and, yeah. and what sucks about it is that it's, like, this big energy dump. So, like, the next day or after I, like, freak out for some stupid reason, I feel fucking drained. I feel sad and depressed. It's like, like it literally, you, you're dumping all these chemicals, internal brain chemicals, that, that was a weird way to say that. But, you know, you're dumping all these chemicals, all these emotions, all this energy into this, like, really negative thing that you're doing to yourself. And then yeah. what's left is, is is you know, you drained all the good chemicals, all your feel-good chemicals, because it all went to this one place. Because in some weird way, for me, anger is, you know, it, it feels good in some weird way. You know, like to, ah, just to purge In the moment, yeah, yeah, man. In the moment. To you get that shit out. Yeah, and, and it's just, <laughs> you're just expressing yourself incorrectly, you know? Like, you can go get that shit out. I mean, that's what the gym is for. That's what, you know, music is for. That's what... I don't know. Just, just there is different ways to sort of divert that and re, you know, to redirect that energy, to redirect that stream, right? Like you gotta just like, yeah, man. Where, where does, where can the stream go other than like fucking into this fucking dam, you know, into this wall where it's just gonna build up and pool up and fucking, <laughs> and then you're gonna drown yourself, you know, like you gotta figure out where that stream can flow into something creative or, or just just productive in general. You gotta take that other fork in the road, man. One's fuck up the day and the other ones do something <laughs> useful. I'm not the best at, I'm not the best at, you know, going the best route there. Sometimes I do go the fuck up the day route, but yeah, we're human. You know, I'm trying hard. (laughs) Yeah, no, and that's beautiful, man. And I wish when I was 26, I had that sort of that mindset. It took me a few more years, and and uh, and and my wife, that girlfriend. Yes, I was girlfriend. Her, her, good energy, good energy, good energy. And I'm just like, fuck energy. I'm I'm in a bad mood, and then it's like good energy, good energy. And I'm like, okay, maybe maybe I gotta calm down a little bit here. 
Yeah. No, <laughs> and, and no, for real. Like a, a, a fucking a solid partner is is like so crucial. And and that's what sucks is and like working with the homeless in these last few months. You know, the biggest thing that they don't have is someone in the corner. And that's so unfortunate. Yeah. You know, like these are people who have been sort of abandoned by society, by their family, by friends. And, and, and because they're suffering some kind of mental illness or an addiction that they're just, you know, no one's in their corner. And I was just telling this to a guy the other day. He, he's this fucking alcoholic. And he, he can barely stand every time he comes in there. But he was in there and he was telling me, he was like, uh, Mike, you've been down this road before, haven't you? You've you've been like this before. I was like, yeah, I have. I've been real deep down that road. And he's just like, how do you pull yourself out of this? And I'm just like, it's a lot of work. But I was lucky enough to have someone in my corner. He's like, wow. He's like, I don't have anybody. And I was like, well, that's why I'm here. And, yeah. and he started crying, you know, I was like, I'm here because I know that some people in this world is, don't have anybody. And, and over these last few because... months, like it's been super fucking rewarding to be to be that for people. And, and, and I was just talking about this morning. It's like making eye contact and 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 listening to their stories for just a few minutes. It's not it doesn't take a long time. You just sit there for three to five minutes hear them do their their story do whatever and, and then and remembering their name right because because yeah. it's just like for a lot of people homeless people are just uh step over them or just they've been the, the stigma around it and so exactly yeah just being able to connect and and having someone there to just be like hey go ahead go do it and that's what's so fucking sad that there's so many people that don't have any of that no one there's so many people now in this world that especially now, especially with all this isolation shit from the pandemic, it's like there's yeah. so many people that don't have someone in their corner just saying, hey, good job. Or, you know, fucking, hey, don't do that, stupid. You know, like just having that, <laughs> like people just don't have that. And it's, yeah, right. But but it it's just really sad. And, and, and the fact that, you know, we were lucky enough to have someone to put yeah. up with our shit and who accepted us for who was like, right? And for, you know, like, it, that is so crucial. And, I, and I, I'm very thankful that I met my wife. And, and I'm, as you are, very thankful that you met your, that you're, you're your girlfriend. So it's like, it's just like people just need a little encouragement, you know? And people just need to know that someone cares and someone remembers their name and makes eye contact yeah. with them, you know? Some people forget that they're like five given moments away from homelessness themselves. <laughs> yeah, for real. For fucking real. And A as, lot of people forget that. And as we face this inflation and, and we face fucking, you know, uh, you know, these rising gas prices and and rising all these Doritos prices. Rising Doritos prices. And and in your fucking country, they they now they they fucking the banking system's so fucked up now. Like you guys can just get your banks, you, your bank accounts shut off if you guys don't comply. Yeah. And, and that was something that was left over from a peaceful protest. Uh, uh your the what was it, truckers, the trucker thing. The truckers, man, going down. They were partying hard in in Ottawa, man. Holy crap. But, but, I saw lots of videos. But, I was scared that I'd be on some kind of list if I donated or went down yeah. there. Yeah. And yo, I was gonna be on a list. So fucking good thing I did not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did they end that? Did they end that behind the suit? Okay, good. I'm glad that they ended that because I thought that was a, a thing that they were gonna what did they end it because of uh because of backlash or did they end it 
It was an emergency. Yeah, but that whole emergency thing was bullshit. That was such bullshit. I mean, in Ottawa, were the truckers tearing apart the city like they were in Montreal for the BLM marches? Dude, no, I don't think so. Part of me was waiting for fucking Holden to go to Ottawa with his speakers and shit and like set up with a statue and start rapping for the crowd. <laughs> when I asked my That's what I thought was going to be good. I, th- I thought he was going to go there and just like, you know, be like, oh man, this is great. There's a whole, there's a huge crowd. I can grab my speakers and I can perform go. for everybody. And they probably would have fucking been cool with it. But imagine Holden going down to a BLM rally that was going on in Montreal and doing that. What would have happened to Ho-Ho then? Would they Dude, if he started going up, lose weight, motherfucker, lose weight, I think they would have... I don't know what the outcome would have been, man. Uh, And went live. Yeah, well, you know, but not doing but bad. But dude, we so. need you performing. We need you performing at all these. We need you with your speakers. Like, you go to, like, the parks and stuff. like. Go. Dude, Ottawa would have been huge. Every you just be like silence, and everything's you're about to go for a huge speech, and then your music starts up. Perfect, mm, perfect, <laughs> perfect. Uh, no, it, it was a, it was a very, it, you know, I, I, you know, like as an outsider's perspective, seeing that going on, you know, when you saw, you know, Montreal get lit on fire and all the the riots, it wasn't fucking protests, it was riots, uh, and then you see fucking, you see these truckers honking. And they're partying and they have their families out and there's jump houses. And yeah, there was a fucking Nazi flag or whatever, but they chased them fuckers away where it was they it fucking there wasn't fires everywhere. It was just people honking. So it was just really crazy that there was like, it's an emergency. We have to pull out wartime emergency efforts to stop these truckers and then to go after people <laughs> and publicly shame them. Look at Holden's going off right now. Look at this. <laughs> dude you want to see a canadian riot man when vancouver lost to boston they lit vancouver on fire when there was no stanley cup that was a big riot that's a more that's more hockey man that's when canadians riot like unpeacefully <laughs> are you a story about canada and the way they like to party like the party clean the streets power to the people feed the homeless yeah yeah canadians know how to do it baby uh no but but there was a distinction and listen i'd rather hear honking than have my small business catch on fire because some asshole fucking antifa white kid was like i'm sticking up for black rights by burning down these (laughs) neighborhoods like come on man now i sound like joe byron Come on, man. Joe Byron, man. Yeah, people were affected, but it wasn't like they lost their fucking business or had to replace their fucking front plate window. I mean, come on, bro. You know that that fucking, there's a big difference between violence and fucking honking. There's a big difference. Big fucking difference. So, I mean, look, I'm not trying to shit on Canada or any of that shit. I I am shitting on Trudeau. We're in a position where you're allowed to, I think, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fuck Trudeau. (laughs) Like, that dude is a fucking puppet. Fucking, uh, uh, the fucking, uh, God damn it, the World Economic Forum puppet, bro. He's fucking part of the Great Reset. Here I go. Here I go. But, and he's also, (laughs) what's his name? Uh, uh, he's, uh, He's Fidel Castro's son as well. Uh, preach the dude, powers. Dude, that is like way too uncanny. It's like <laughs> terrifying, man. What do you want to tell Joe Byron like, right now? 
<laughs> I want to fucking relax, Joe Byron. Fucking take some time off, bro. Let someone else do this job, you old fuck. You fucking pot. You fucking <laughs> lifelong crook. You lifelong fucking crook. Burisma. Fucking Ukraine. Fucking the, the bio labs. The fucking his son, Hunter Biden. The fucking laptop was real. Fuck you, Joe Byron. Dude, That's what I want to say. Isn't Biden like 80 in December? Probably. I don't know. Or November. I think he turns 80, man. I yeah, I mean he's fucking he's he's fucking about as worth as much as a fucking turd on the ground. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody call Spike Lee and tell these people to do the right thing. <laughs> uh, what's up, baby? Take me out to dinner. Oh yeah, that's right. He's like Bing Bong. What's up? What do you want to say to Joe Byron right now? What's up, baby? Take me out to dinner. <laughs> Yeah, you're right, Z. My bad. You're right. That would have been way funnier than me just sounding like a fucking right-wing conspiracy theorist. So thank you for bringing me back. <laughs> bringing me back. Uh, I, I'm not right-wing, by the way, everybody, but there there is some weird shit going on. I mean, wh what was your opinion when you saw the wartime effort thing go on? I mean, did you have opinion? Did you even care? I mean, you were just saying that you wanted to donate to the cause, but... I mean, what you saw was like they leaked the information of people who who fucking uh, who donated. They fucking yeah, went and, and they, you know, they were prosecuting people for donating. They were doing shit to people and shutting down bank accounts and shit. That's some real shit. They were fucking. I could not buy Tim Hortons, man. If they shut my bank account down, I'd be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to like smuggle in like Tim Hortons. I'd have to pay them in weird, odd ways. I'd be like, dude, can you can you buy my tips today? Like, can you, I'll do, do you take crypto, you. bro? <laughs> you take crypto oh they're regulating crypto too okay do you, uh, i'll blow you for a fucking a macchiato bro yeah uh, man meet me out back for my double double not a fan of byron <laughs> uh but it was a situation where you had to pick the better of two either and you know what robbie i was with you i voted for joe byron i'm not you know i'm not fucking i'm not above admitting what i did but I did it the same reason why Robbie did it, you know? Biden 79, Trump 76. Yeah, but there's a difference between Trump and Biden, as in Trump is pretty cognizant, even though he's a psychopath. Uh, and Byron is <laughs> fucking, he's he's a fucking potato. He's a fucking baked potato. I don't, I don't know. My favorite Joe Biden clip so far is when he like, he just muffles under his voice to the reporter. He's like, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, that shit is funny though right i feel like but i feel like ugh, i don't want to go down this road i told you know like fucking i'm not gonna sit here and, <laughs> i i but 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 so you so you were personally in support of the of the the truckers honking and shit and you thought well, it man, was a like, good I really, reason i really wanted to go to do stuff man like i wanted to canada has been under lock for like way too long yeah. man like we're finally i think we're ditching well everybody's ditching masks at the right. same time it looks like but now we're opening back up, man. The worst part, man, was watching hockey games again. Like all the all the American teams, they would have like fans in the stadium, and then they'd come to Canada, and then it would just be dead empty. And you're like, yo, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're so right. I wanted everything done, man. I wanted to just, I yeah. wanted to go out, you know. Yeah, I, I think everybody's stuff. over it now, right? Like um, now that we're on the precipice of World War Three, I think everyone, I think COVID's over, right? <laughs> yeah, man. There's <laughs> been some over. funny memes where it's like Russia all it now. took was, 
All it took was Biden invading for everybody to forget about COVID. I've seen some funny memes about that, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's it's funny, man. Like everybody was so COVID this, COVID mm-hmm. that, and now it's all like shifted like right quick, right hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New York City. There, you, you couldn't walk if you walk down the street in the outdoors without a mask on. Someone would fucking want to like murder you in the fucking sidewalk. But like the day that they lifted the mask mandates and shit, like nobody had a mask on. Everybody was going about their business like it was okay. And yeah, it's just it really. Was Interesting how people just sort of forget about that and how crazy that we were getting towards each other. I mean, now that we have World War Three going on, of course. It's weird how, like, I think it was just something where in the beginning, people, you know, they had their little division. They're like, oh, COVID this, COVID that. And then immediately, like, as it just progressed for, like, two years, I think you were just so, like, cemented in your side no matter what. It was so weird to watch online, man. Yeah. Like, people were like, you were like, I didn't even want to go to stores anyways. It's like, dude, I don't care if you wanted to go to a store. I do. <laughs> well, it was crazy when I heard that you guys couldn't buy art supplies and shit at one time. You guys weren't allowed to buy art yeah. supplies. And dude, I was like, like you would go to the store and they would be like barred off. Like certain sections just completely barred because yeah. like that wasn't essential, man. Yeah, they not were essentials. weird. Yeah. It was very, very odd. But you could buy paper. weed and alcohol, right? Oh, dude, you can get weed and alcohol delivered. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to your front door, bitch. Dude, I agree. You get mushrooms delivered in Canada, man. Like, I don't know if you guys do that down there much, but yeah, up here you get everything delivered, but you cannot buy art supplies for a while. Yeah. A trucker honking <laughs> is like the lighter side. Like, that is MLK in truck form. <laughs> Peaceful product. Listen. I, I, I'm gonna. I'll stand by that shit though. Like honking is not burning down storefronts and and burning down neighborhoods. I'm sorry, it's not. It's completely different. It's not the same. I, I don't care if you didn't get rest. Okay, that's what it's about. It's about causing fucking peaceful unrest and fucking to to get your point across. Not fucking burning shit down and having politicians bail you out for it. Uh, just like understand why it was a problem. <laughs> Report accurately. What is that? The issue wasn't the honking. It was the downtown and economically shut down for a month. Fuck it. They fuck it. We, we, but that's we were shut down peace. for a long time. That was peaceful protest, though. I, 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 I understand what you're saying, Holden. I do. I do understand that it was a pain in the ass and businesses couldn't do business. But this is, but it is different from burning them down. It wasn't deemed peaceful. No, because f- why would it be deemed peaceful? It was going against their narrative. Well, sometimes you just got to watch the world burn at the cost of greedy corporate entities that play Monopoly with the world. You know, and, and, and I can see a, a way for that, too, Samo. I, I can. And by the way, welcome. Welcome, Samo. Uh, but uh, look, like, look, I'm pro-right to protest with a point. This was aimless as fuck. Really? And, ending mandates? <laughs> Ending mandates, fucking, when your country is, what, 90% vaccinated and the truckers were 80% vaccinated and, and most of those people who were protesting were vaccinated fully and fucking, and, and they were standing up for the rights of people who didn't want to put poison in their body. I'm sorry. It's not poison. Everybody go get vaccinated. I'm sorry. I take that back, YouTube. I take that back, Twitch. When Go get vaccinated, but ask your doctor. My bad. That's not what I meant. Ha ha ha. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> the most of the people protesting weren't really there for the truckers. It was a separate issue. It got as big as get rid of Trudeau or we won't leave. Well, fuck Trudeau. <laughs> fuck him in the mouth. Who cares? <laughs> Thank you for informing me of the whole situation. I'm just walking into this blindfolded. Sorry, Samo. It, it, this is meant to be a music thing, but it sort of went here, guys. <laughs> 
You are 100%. Dude, I think Holden, I think Holden still should have brought those amps and those speakers, man. No, no. And just made that look. Made that lose the mandates or we leave like some some fucking song like lose weight motherfucker, something like that. Yeah. He would have had the most catchy hit and they would have been like, "Yo, who's that Holden guy up on stage there?" <laughs> okay, you're right. It's not black and white. There's probably more nuance to it and this world is missing nuance. So, I, I I'm bad. I my bad. I don't you know like you guys are Canadian, you guys know better than I wasn't there. All I saw was TikTok and all the news coverage and all this crazy shit that went on on my end. So, my bad. I don't mean to to piss you guys off or anything. I just what I saw was people honking and and shutting shit down. And and then compare that to fucking, but but the like the 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 extreme reaction to it, I think, was another part that sort of it, it throws me off. Whereas when, when when BLM was burning Montreal down, you had Trudeau fucking you know kneeling with them. So what I just you know I I I I guess in my simple mind, where I I just disseminate stuff in the most simple minded way. That fucking uh, that that there's a big difference between riots and fucking uh, and, and honking and and shutting down the, ec- the economic the local economy <laughs> or whatever. Um, you're not the only one. Delayed news reaction over here. Yeah, you know I don't know, man. Like we we get we get the we get stuff. So it felt like foreign politics playing out in my country. Yeah, I guess so. Dude, it's I just weird. want to watch a hockey game, man. That was my, <laughs> I know, that look was at Enigmatic. Support. It's just like, bro, can I just watch hockey? That's all. I was like, yo, let me watch a hockey game. Let me go to a concert. I had fucking concert tickets canceled. I couldn't go to hockey games for the last like two years, pretty much. Mm. I, I've been an angry Canadian, man. Yeah, well. I've been like, yo, let me just get that beer. Let me get those beer nuts. Let me fucking get in that cold arena. Please yeah. and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's just it's just to me, mandating is is something weird, you know. Who is your team enigmatic? Who do you dude? Mean? I'm I'm a I've been a diehard New Jersey Devils fan for like oh, oh. god, twenty years. Carter I do Gina. hockey podcasts. We could do that. Oh god, I watch too much hockey. <laughs> I watch I watch. Oh, here's where we're gonna get hashtag canceled. I like I, I like Russian hockey, man. I love Russian hockey as well. Oh, you fuck now, bro. You fuck canceled. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, sir? Fucking it's playoff like Russian season, teams. man. Yeah. Uh, it's playoff season. Who's... And it's funny. They chopped the last like 16 games of the season. I don't know if they, it's because they knew this shit was coming. They're like, yo, let's go right to the fucking playoffs. Or I know they were canceling COVID games, but they're like, yo, right to the playoffs. No more regular season. Dude, I think yo Ovi is a great player. That guy's chasing greatness. I think he just, I think he just passed Yarmir Yager for third all-time goal scoring. That was some sick shit last night. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the who's the American WNBA player who's being held in Russia right now? Do you know over like the weed vapes and shit? Mm -hmm. I don't know her name, but yeah, that's like oh over that dude with uh with like the Russian league. My team has so many like. You know, Russians, obviously there's, you know, there's a few Finnish players and the Finnish players and teams did a mass exodus of the league. Like the Finnish team dipped out for the playoffs. Uh, a lot of Finnish players just terminated their contracts. Why? And just absolutely left. Dude, because I think they're worried about getting like detained and stuff. But now oh, wow. my team, like their their defense is weaker and I'm kind of pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, the Finnish team walked out off the playoffs and, and just yeah. was like, fuck that. 
Uh, because they didn't want to get captured by Russians? Is that what you're saying? I think, I think, I think at that point it was just basically like this happened, so we're gonna like you know they invaded, so they're like okay, we're not gonna do it. But then right after that chick got detained, man, like the next like two hmm. days, I I woke up and I saw like this article, and then I was like, no, I was like the Finnish players are leaving Avangard. Why? Um, and then I had to I had to dig deep, man. They all terminated their fucking contracts. Wow, that that's wild, man. I mean, like, you know, it's weird that it's a that this whole you know new you know war distraction thing that's going on is fucking uh, is affecting so much. I mean, I feel so bad for the NWA player that's locked up over there. She's not ASAP Rocky. No, so no one caring about. Yeah, I mean that's crazy, man. Uh, I, She's I just not ASAP Rocky. That's funny. <laughs> She's not ASAP Rocky, so no one gives a fuck that this poor girl has been detained in Russia. Yeah, dude, and it's funny, man. Like C or CCM, like big hockey company, they cut all their ties with their Russian athletes. Mm. Like they're the ones that are like invading. There's a really funny one with the uh, Alexander Ovechkin when they keep asking him about the invasion. He's like, "I am Russian. I don't know what I do." He's like, "Next question, please." <laughs> And then they're like, so, so they're like, you don't seem like you're very remorseful about the invasion. He's like, it's not my problem. I'm not the one invading. Please let me play hockey. We're here for hockey questions. Let me go on. Yeah. And then the next question is like, so is is your family back in Russia? Well, he's like, please, next one. Wow. (laughs) I mean, but, but that's how it is. You know, like I had, um, I can't remember, like Mikulski, he's a he's a Russian streamer on Twitch, and I've been thinking about reaching out to him and seeing, but like I'm afraid to like have him on and have him like fucking talking. I you know like I don't know what his opinions are, but like asking a Russian who's in Russia right now their opinion on what's going on could land them like 15 years in fucking jail or in prison, yeah. right? You know these people who are protesting in Russia against the war they're they're getting locked up in prison right now they're fucking for years and years and years yeah, exactly and so like it's like holy shit man like to think about that kind of um that kind of tyranny right that like that and, and people don't think that that shit can happen to them and in, in like especially out here in the west right you know like yeah. but look how quick they were ready to do that in fucking canada when you had a few truckers <sighs> disrupt the local economies and fuck shit up and okay it's holding you know all the stuff holding was saying you know it, <laughs> but but look how close and look how much that fucking look how much they wanted to shut shit down and then people think that that shit can't happen here i mean yeah it, 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 i don't I, I think it can and and it can happen really quickly and 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 that's kind of part of the plan uh, are you are you familiar with the world economic forum dude like during this whole process, my girlfriend has become like the most like like I don't know the largest advocate for all this. So I have been informed. Well, Carl Carl Schwab and fucking his league of fucking of uh, world dominating fucking oligarchy fucking yeah. crazy fucks, dude. Like Trudeau, fucking uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, fucking uh, to all these different world leaders, all are sort of coming together under this fucking weird thing where they want to have us all on a uh, what is that the 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 um what is that called you know it's related to the COVID passport but it, then you're we're gonna have like these um goddamn what is it it's the it's the digital currency. And then having these ways of controlling currency in a way where, like, if they don't think that you should buy a hamburger today because you're too fat, 
it's like, well, you can't use your fucking credits, you Yo. know, for this. You know, they're, they're, I mean, it's all written there. And th- that's the crazy. I'm sounding yeah. clunky right now. I'm sorry. But it, but. No, but that's like the Chinese, like, happy social exactly. credit system it's the, they got right now. What's that called? It's the social um, credit system. Yes, there it is. Yeah. The social credit system. This is stuff that they are writing down right now and they're trying to implement. And it's just very interesting to me that, like, you know, this is sort of like even Carl Schwab said that he wants to use the pandemic as a way to usher in a new era and a new way of living. And and that's part of it. And that's fucking frightening, man. That's fucking. And what you see what's happening to the U.S. dollar right now and how, you know, this is the world's reserve. Right. But the U.S. dollar is fucking tanking. And and it's I mean, we just passed another one point five trillion dollar bill here. And, the, and they're just going to keep printing money and printing money to the point where it feels like they're trying to bottom out the economy so they can sort of introduce like a new form of currency. Now, yeah. listen, this might sound like conspiracies. And, I, you know, I don't necessarily believe this. This is just for fun, everybody. You know, we're just having fun here. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to say this is what's happening. OK, this is not this is, you know, we're just having fun, folks. But. It is really weird when they write all this shit down. Like he's written books called what was it? The I just said it. What was it called? The USD will no longer be the only standard. Exactly. Yeah. The world's gonna turn into the last of us pretty freaking quick. No PlayStation exclusive. It for real. Uh I, I stop. Cartagena. Dude, as long as as long as our dollar is or whatever we start rolling with our goats, you know, our carrots, as long as they're on par with your carrots, I will be wildly happy because our carrots are pretty bad compared to your carrots at the moment. Uh, well, they're not as bad as a ruble right now. I was just telling my uh, coworker the other day, I was like, hey, you want to, you, you should probably look into buying rubles right now because he's into crypto and, and trading currency. I was like, if you can buy the ruble because they're like less than a penny USD and fucking China just opened up a line of credit with them. Because China has been building their own sort of financial infrastructure now that, uh, you know, with all these sanctions going on. Uh, yeah, the sanctions, they're fucking, you know, they, they cut them all off. But now China is is working with them. And so the ruble is going to go up again. So why not profit off of wartime uh wartime yeah like it may be that that's what i was saying to him i was like it might be illegal to buy rubles right now you might not even be able to buy it but i was like i'm sure there's people out there who are just buying up all these assets which is how the oligarchs sort of gotten their power anyway it was like you know the ssr what was it the the uss like contact contact your russian babushka over there man and get her to like fucking dump some of your cad into that fucking in that money mail her over a watermelon stuff with cash or something Go get your tinfoil hat. I want to be prepared for all. (laughs) Yeah. No, listen, I I know this sounds crazy, but what's weird is, is that they have it all written out and things are actually going in those sort of directions. So like, is it a conspiracy when they blatantly admit and they write books about it Uh. and, and their website is clearly says exactly what they want to do? Is that a conspiracy? Is it a conspiracy Dude. that they have all these world leaders and, and BlackRock, the fucking, you know, and, and fucking Pfizer and all these different fucking corporations are all in this weird cabal that they all agree on this one thing where it's like social fucking credit control? It's, I don't think it's a conspiracy anymore. I think they're just blatantly telling us what they feel and how and the direction yeah. that the, they want to take the world. And and so I don't know. I hope I don't get canceled for that. 
Dude, the yeah. one like the one that was big was that they didn't think that we had all these like crazy pedophile systems throughout the world. They were like, y'all yes. are crazy. And now it's like, it's like, yo, there's way too many pedophiles in the world. And we're like, we told you there's a lot of them. <laughs> right. But this is the thing. And this is what's wild about like, like people like Alex Jones, who's been talking about this yeah. for like 20 some years. All right. Like 25 dude. years, the dudes have been saying this exact shit. And yes, he's made some stupid remarks. He said some stupid things. He's lost his entire platform for it. Right. Exactly. And, and plus he's like wrong a lot. He is wrong a lot. But he's also Dude, right. Dude, he might be right more in the future. Like, imagine you wake up, like, next Tuesday and the frogs are gay. That would be huge. <laughs> that would be massive. That was you actually... find that the frogs, they can't reproduce anymore because they're just all gay. And you're like, oh, no. The frogs were the frogs. gay. Yes, yes. That's what I was about to say, Holden. The frogs were actually gay. It was based on a <laughs> Wait, fucking were the real thing. frogs gay? Dude, did you see the video where he's in fucking October talking about the, the February invasion? Hold on, hold on. Before we go, because we gotta go soon, and I'm sorry that the they last gay half, frogs there. There was gay frogs. There was a study. Um, <laughs> hold on, let me see. Uh, Alex Jones predicts uh, Russian. Let's see if Google will even show it. And by the way, everybody, go and uh, delete DuckDuckGo off of your phones now and your devices because. Uh, uh, because they are now working with the deep state and they are starting to, uh, they're going to start um, uh, burying misinformation, Russian misinformation. I know. What the fuck is DuckDuckGo? It's a search engine that uses Google, but they, that they, but they, it's just a, a search engine that goes, because, Chuck, because I've found legit differences. Shut up, Raina. You don't know. Um, uh, where's the video? I just want to see the video of him saying it. Uh, where is he? Oh, my God. He fucking... there. Of course Google's not going to let me fucking find it. God damn it. Alex Jones... Dude, like, I never knew that the frogs actually came out gay. Wow. Yeah. yeah, VPNs had uh, had your data to the government. Oh, is that right? <laughs> it's like trust... Yo, my search... My search uh, history is going to be really weird after this, man. I'm going to be looking up gay frogs left, right, and <laughs> Gay frogs and Russian fucking gay frogs. Russian gay frogs. Why do you, why you believe YouTube ad people were YouTube ad people? And this is the most credible source you'll ever tune into, folks. Right? J listen to the me talk. The frogs are gay. The frogs are gay. Frogs are gay. <laughs> don't fucking, don't question me. Don't look it up. Don't look into it for yourself. Don't even try. Just just listen to me and, and that's it. That that's it. That's all you do. Just uh fuck it. Just listen to me, everyone. Okay, hold on. I think this is it. But we're looking at a giant war in February right now. Currently, that's the projections with the top people on the earth who claim they're not with uh the new world order combine. And I don't want a war, but we're looking at a giant war in February right now. Currently, that's the projections with the top yeah, people know, on the Earth on. who claim they're not with uh, the New World Order Combine. Is war in February. And th this is the type of time, like right before World War One, right before World War Two, when everything kicks off. And I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, but currently, that is the trajectory we're on. 
So, listen, I'm not saying I'm a huge Alex Jones advocate, okay? Like, I, I've enjoyed Alex Jones over time, but obviously he's gotten a lot wrong. But I know a lot of people have predicted it. I know this has sort of been building up, and I know since every sense America has put the puppet government in there with the fucking comedian fucking uh, president and the fucking world champion boxer for the fucking, as the mayor of fucking Kiev, uh, these people were placed in it, and, 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 and you know, the Russian-friendly regime Regime was overthrown. We we did a proxy war. America does this all the time. We do a proxy war. So yes, this was coming because we were encroaching on on uh, on Russia. And of course, when you're a trap, when you're fucking in the corner and you're a wild animal like Putin, fucking you're gonna fucking start swiping at motherfuckers. But yeah, I mean, it's been happening for a long time. But it's just very interesting that he he predicted it in October. In February. I mean, they've been predicting it for years, but he's like, he's naming the month. It's very interesting. That's all. If we made like a Venn diagram of all the people who like predicted this and knew that the frogs were gay, <laughs> in the middle is Alex Jones, yes? I'm, I'm finding a pattern here. This dude seems to be right more than I think. <laughs> the gay frogs, uh, interdimensional pedophiles, uh, so, so just to sort of wrap this all up, and and because we got to end here soon, because I got to get the fuck out of here. But uh, uh, um, everybody, obsolete has a new album out right now, and I'm gonna drop that in the chat for you guys, so you can go and check it out. Um, and uh, so you know, kind of quickly, what 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 made you want to take on the the undertaking of a a, a fucking underground hip hop label? Damn, dude, just the love like that I can see when I'm going throughout these 10,000, 12,000, 15,000 songs, hundreds of albums, you know, countless artists that they they're usually all tied back to a place that believes in what they're doing, a place that really wants to, you know, achieve everything that they want to. And it's I don't see it as much of, you know, like the commercialized uh, labels. You know, I don't see that. I don't see it that way. A lot of the time it's you come in. And there's a reason you're here. You're going to sell. And that's the only reason that we have you out. We don't even fuck with your music, stuff like that, man. <laughs> but like to, to build that community within the uh, uh, underground hip hop community of your own, where it's like producers, engineers, rappers, that was always a big thing for us, man. Like we invested huge in a local rapper or a local producer's catalog. Sorry. Uh, that was the first step. So that like uh, when we went to step forward to have our label, like we would have a huge catalog of beats so that if we didn't have producers at the beginning, we would have a hundred, 200 beats that we could at least, you know, fuck with and get you an album out there. Yeah. Like, you know, pronto. And we've been fortunate enough along the way, man, like we're still building, we're doing a lot, but we've been fortunate enough to find like our pillars for the success. We got two producers that they work. Oh God, man. So well together. I think they're both 35, 34, around there man they've both been producing for god knows how long steezy's an unbelievable guitar player the barber fucks with that west coast stuff so hard and he's in germany man that's a lot of what we do we we've really spread out what we do steezy's really local to me he's about like 10 minutes away oh nice um and then we got like a, an engineer we got uh hermian he's amazing man mm -hmm. we got apollo apollo's a really you know big part of what we do same with trusk obsolete yeah i could go on naming all the things man but yeah. Like it was really, it was just really trying to grab that dynamic, like really, really hard about mm -hmm. like, we got this underground community that you can really come over and you can see like what we're doing. There's going to be collabs, you know, within everybody's work. I really, I like that team aspect, man. Everything I do reverts back to the fact I've been playing hockey since I was fucking four. 
Like everything I do in life is a team aspect. I don't fuck with solo a lot, man. Hmm. Like I don't, I don't rap solo. Uh, there might be a verse out there or two, but it's still under immortal being. Uh, everything I do is a team mentality. And that's, that was a huge thing stepping into it to see that, you know, there was no need to have like, you know, a hundred thousand, 200,000, 300,000 in the bank to really grab a community that we could really, that we could make a kind of little splash with, man. And we're going to keep growing and growing. And then, you know, we're going to tackle more and more. Yo, I was a defenseman in hockey, got too many concussions. I was like, yo, let's be a goalie. There's not, there's not many there. And then they changed up the, they changed up the style to like crash the net hard. Then I got more concussions as a goalie and I had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> then I had to stop. Yo, Robbie, you got to have enigmatic on it. I mean, you you guys are probably going to sit there and circle jerk for like three hours. It'll be amazing. You Yo, guys, does this guy have a sports podcast? Yeah, Robbie has. In fact, Robbie, let's, let's, oh, shout, out, let's shout out Robbie because, God, because man, we can shout people that, out now. That would be endless. Oh, my Jesus, man. And ho-ho. I, the hockey that would be fun i would i would enjoy a hockey podcast i've never been on one but it's not a hockey podcast i think it's i think it's a it's like a sports in general man i got a lot of useless sports knowledge i'm always reading the sports six years robbie damn that's tight brother sick wow six years we've been doing it we've been doing podcasts about the same amount of time robbie that's amazing all dc sportsmen oh man Yo, then you you definitely uh, enjoyed those quarantine era, man. Washington, New Jersey. Washington swept New Jersey eight games straight. Jesus, Murphy, that was a horrible season. It was it was bad to watch, man. <laughs> this guy's watching in DC, like woo. Those were good games. I love those ones. <laughs> Behind that suit, grinders. We're grinders. That's why you guys. All right, guys, we have to get going. Let's thank our guest, Enigmatic. Thank you so much, my friend. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show. I've been enjoying talking to your artists and, and, and that are on your label, and it's been a joy talking to you with all uh, with your. Uh, uh, I just love that you're just down and you're just going with it. So I appreciate that. I know we got a little off rails and in the weeds, but uh, I appreciate <laughs> you uh, sticking through it with us. But no, right. man, it's a blast. That's what it's about. Hell yeah, man. And I'm looking forward to Obsolete, who's coming up oh, fuck, in the next couple weeks. I, you guys know, get in the Discord. Now that I can actually put the Discord in Dude, here. now that I know there's a Discord, I'll be in there. Come get some. Uh, all right, guys. I'm just going to end. Uh, I love you guys. Cartagena, Robbie, thank you so much. Mighty, mighty. Hold on. I got to get mighty. Go mighty Devils. Mighty. Go Devils. Woo-hoo. Go Devils. Uh, <laughs> Samo, thank you so much. Z, thank you so much for stopping in. And uh, and ho ho tell Bon Bon I said hi. Oh, we're gonna raid this person. So. Ho ho. <laughs> All right, guys. Much love. Get your raid calls. I have to go pee and and go to work and and do a bunch of shit. So I love you guys. And uh, see you, man. I'll, I'll see y'all later. Enjoy your day, dude. All right, man. Peace. Thank you so much, Enigmatic. I really appreciate you coming on the show and telling us your truths. Uh, of course, go and find Enigmatic and his underground Canadian Canadian underground hip hop label, uh, ImmortalRadio.ca. Uh, go give that 
shit some love we got uh we, we, we've talked to some of the guests or i'm sorry some of the artists from there like trusk the the british hip-hop uh, extraordinaire um and we had so much fun talking to people on the label we're gonna have some more of the label peeps coming up shortly as soon as we can figure out some more uh some more uh, scheduling stuff so it's all about the scheduling anyways all right guys that's it out of me next week you know we'll have people and stuff we're gonna have guests on soon it's just i'm figuring out what's working and what my schedule is and i know i said that a thousand times but hey i'm gonna say a thousand and one times okay uh yeah everybody be good to your fellow human beings hjs for everybody i'll see you guys next week